Welcome to the Winging It Travel Podcast with me, James Hammond, where every Monday I'll be joined by guests to talk about their travel stories, travel tips, backpacking advice, and so much more. Right now, I'm taking the podcast on the road traveling with me. So tune in every week for short form episodes detailing all my travels alongside my Monday guest episode. Are you a backpacker, traveler, gap year student, or simply someone who loves to travel? Then this is the podcast for you. This is a casual, informative podcast designed for you to inspire you to travel. There'll be stories to tell, tips to share, and experiences to inspire. Welcome to the show. Hey, yeah, just a quick one. I just want to say there are many ways to support this podcast. You can buy me a coffee and help support the podcast with $5. Or you can go to my merch store with the affiliate link with TeePublic, where there's plenty of merch available to buy, such as t-shirts, jumpers, hoodies, and also some children's clothing. Thirdly, which is free, you can also rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, or Good Pods. Also, you can find me on social media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Simply just search for Winging It Travel Podcast, and you'll find me displaying all my social media content for traveling, podcasts, and other stuff. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to this part two of the Micro Nations tour podcast series. Today we're going to cover days five, six, seven, eight in Vatican City and Rome. Day five, the morning was an absolute write-off because we had a bit of a heavy night in Monaco. Now there's one place you don't want to get embroiled in a bit of a session. It's probably Monaco just due to the prices because that is seriously expensive. So anyway, next morning we're planning to go and see the palace, the Prince's Palace and all that. Um, But that was absolutely written off. So we just kind of casually made our way to the train station and got ourselves to Nice Airport, which cost about €5.50 and takes around 30 minutes straight there. Just be aware that when you get to the train station at Nice Airport in brackets there, it's still a 15-20 minute walk depending on which terminal that you're at because Terminal 1 is the one you see first and that's probably 10 minutes. Then it's actually probably another 15 minutes from there actually, so probably if you're Terminal 2, it's a 25 minute walk, just bear that in mind. Once we arrived, we got into Rome around 4pm and we got a direct train from the airport to Rome Termini, which is the main train station in Rome. Again, that cost about €5 each. And once we got there, we had about a 10-15 minute walk to our hostel, which is called Rome Hello, on the road via Torino. This hostel is on the slightly higher end of the cost. It's around €40 to €45 a night for a dorm bed slash if you just split the price between two or three or four of you for a private dorm but it has everything you need it's got a fantastic bar attached to it where you have your breakfast in the morning and they serve lunch and dinner into the evening and drinks until i think 1am i think i saw they've got a fantastic common area downstairs which is in the open ground so great in the summer they've got also a common area indoors it's got guitar books tables football table all that sort of stuff a brilliant kitchen too and they've got five or six levels of dorms. Super friendly staff, really helpful. And you can leave your luggage there if you're going out for the day as well. Overall, one of the best hostels I've actually stayed at. I would highly recommend it, despite being a bit pricey. You can find hostels half the price in Rome, but that's my recommendation for a hostel if you want to stay at somewhere. And in terms of location, on the road via Torino, you're right in the thick of it. You're probably 15 minutes walk from Trevi Fountain, Another 15 minutes walk to Spanish Steps, probably half an hour 
to the Vatican, maybe 45 minutes to the water, then to Vatican. And also Colosseum is 15-minute walk, so it's a brilliant location if you're looking to base yourself somewhere where you don't have to get taxis or a metro. We were flagging this day, so we checked in, chilled out for a bit, and then headed out to a place for dinner which wasn't actually available. This is Valentine's Day, I think, so it's pretty full of couples. But we nipped across the road to a fantastic restaurant called Asteria Riposto, and it kind of goes down underneath. So you go down these steps, and it's got this like lovely bricked wall, arches down the bottom there, fantastic tables, a classic Italian place I'd expect, brilliant servers. And we just had some pasta, some wine, some bread, some dessert for around 25 to 30 euros each. And my word, the pasta in, first of all, San Marino in Italy there, but also in Rome, just sensational. You cannot go wrong. After that, early night, we're knackered. I think we're in bed by half ten. We just need to get up early for next morning for Vatican City. So that brings me to day six. We booked also with the hostel a brekkie, which costs around six, seven euros each. An array of options. There's all you can eat. There's like everything from baked beans to eggs to sausages to bacon. You've got your cereals. You've got your breads. You've got your sweets there that the Italians love, like sweet bread and these like cake type things. And you've got your fruit, coffees, water, juice, the whole lot. It really is worth getting a breakfast down there. And once we smashed that in, we headed straight down to Vatican City, which again was about half an hour to 45 minute walk. It actually turned out to be nearly two hours because on along the way, of course, we didn't realise the route really, but we kind of winged it in the direction. And first we come to Trevi Fountain, so we spent a bit of time there. Check that out. It is touristy. There's going to be people around that. You throw your coins in, I think three coins, over your left shoulder into the water. Apparently they get around €2,000 a day in that fountain, which is why the police are there. But in the off-season, there's enough space to get a photo uh, without someone in it. I've actually recorded an intro there for my YouTube episode on this trip. And it's quite funny, so I let you watch that. And then on the way towards the Vatican City was the Parthenon. Again, just kind of didn't really notice there. Sort of the map, sort of left and right, and we're there. A free attraction in Rome, you can pop in. And it really wasn't that busy, actually, if I'm honest. You can walk into the Pantheon, and the architecture inside is just unreal. Spend all day in there, really, just looking up and around and walking around it. A fantastic structure. Kind of reminds me of Greece, obviously, from my trip there in december but for free attraction you've got to go there and also this is where the start of the what i would say outside of there is like the beggars and the guys trying to scam you to just beware of that but if you just ignore them and go straight in you'll be fine and it's definitely worth doing an amazing place to be so once we hung around there for a bit then we walked to the vatican city so you get to the river you cross the bridge you then see the whole road leading all the way down to the basilica right down the end there, San Pietro Basilica. And it's actually quite an awe-inspiring sight. It's pretty incredible. So we just got a few pictures from afar and then walked down the one big walkway towards Vatican City. And again, you're going to get people coming up to you saying, guys, buying tickets, getting in there, but you do not need to go with a guide, especially outside of Vatican City, because I'm not sure if they're genuine or not. I'm not saying you shouldn't do a guide if you're going to book one in advance. Do that, that's fine. I'm just not sure how these guys are genuine because you can just go in Vatican City, walk around the square, which we did. We took loads of photos, 30, 45 minutes worth, just wandering around, really nice day, hot day, and just like, enjoyed the views of the Basilica. And then we joined the queue. And that normally takes, apparently, on a busy day, two to three hours to get inside the Basilica San Pietro. But on this day, it took 35, 40 minutes. So if you're going in 
off season and around what, 11, 7, 30 a.m. That's the time frame we've got. I did see around lunchtime, 12, 1 p.m. It was even shorter, maybe even like 20 minutes. So just join the queue. You'll see it form, join the back, queue up and to get into the Basilica, which is free. Now you have a choice when you get in. You can go straight into Basilica and see all the inside of it. There's loads of like bits where they do the sermons and all the chapel stuff inside, all the decorations. Or you can pay €8 Euros extra and go up to the dome, which I would recommend. Because once you get into the dome, you go all the way right at the top. And the views up there are absolutely sensational. I'm going to put a caveat to this. If you're claustrophobic, those stairs are going to be pretty hairy for you, especially near the top. The first lot of stairs are spacious and wide. You get to like the inside of the dome, which is like looking into the whole church. But if you then go up the windy small steps that goes to the top of the dome, which is outside, and you can look all around Rome and back and see, I would highly recommend it just for the views. But again, if you're claustrophobic, I can see why people would struggle with that up and down. But the views were just incredible. 360 degrees is fairly busy up there. But the money shot is the one of Vatican City and that road I was talking about all the way down in Rome. Uh, there would be a bit crowded than that bit of the of the walk around the dome, but around the other sides is totally fine. So afterwards, you can go underneath the Basilica to see the tombs of all the old popes. I think it's called the Valley of Tombs, I think. And that's free. You just walk straight down. No cameras in that, though. So that's a rule. And they will be watching you doing that. So you can go and see all the old popes in the history and just look at their coffins. So they're all down there too. Once we made our way out, back up into the Basilica, had a, one final look around. We then headed out to get a tactical lunch because we're just knackered and a bit dehydrated, etc. And then you make your way to the Sistine Chapel, which is further on into Vatican City. Now you come out of the, I won't say gates, but you come out of the wall and you take a left and it's all the way around and you can't miss it because there's barriers and queues and stuff. You just need to go all the way in, ignore everyone that maybe tries to sell you a ticket. Just go through into the building, into the ticket office, and it'll cost you €17 to enter the Sistine Chapel. Once you're there, you're going to get embroiled in huge tour groups. Now, obviously, loads of people want to hear the history. And there's like tour groups of 20, 30 people and like maybe 10 of those. So you've got a mix of people just milling around slowly going through the whole chapels. Or there's like people like us just trying to get through to the Sistine Chapel. There's so much architecture and so much history walking through. It probably takes you about 40 minutes to get to the Sistine Chapel, so bear that in mind. But a guide would probably take you an hour and a half because you want to hear about all the history of each like painting on the wall and each chapel and what this room represents. So it is a really cracking day if you're into it. And then once you get to the end, you come to Sistine Chapel. The rule here is no cameras and you have to be silent. I don't see how they can really enforce it. They did try to. They were making announcements. They were telling people to be quiet, but you can still hear a murmur. Um, especially if kids were there, they wouldn't understand. But made it to Sistine Chapel and it really is quite historic and quite awe-inspiring, just the architecture. Again, don't have to be religious, just need to appreciate what is there. So after we enjoyed that, we made ourselves outside into the square of that particular area of Vatican City. Nice little area of green grass and benches where you can sit and just kind of reflect. And because the temperature was like 15, 16 degrees, it really was mild. It was good to sit there and just reflect on what we've done for the whole day. And kind of just sum up Vatican City, really. Interesting place. If you're religious, it's amazing. If you're not, it's still amazing. But it does feel a bit more like a tourist site as a country. Only 600-ish people live there. Didn't see the Pope, obviously. Yeah, it's just like almost one big tourist site. And very busy with tourists. But you cannot deny the fact of history, architecture, and the significance it has in the world. 
So definitely worth recommending and going to, but maybe not twice unless you want to go and see the Pope. All in all, we saw Vatican City for €25. That's not too bad. Uh, We didn't get any drinks or coffee in there, but in terms of the price to get in the dome and the Sistine Chapel, €25 is not too bad. To finish the evening, we went back to our hostel and then had a local dinner at Antica Bohem. And it's funny because we were there looking at the menu and this old guy, probably in his 70s, like with a walking stick, sort of walking past quite slowly, just mumbled to us going, go in, it's really good, do it. Like, oh, okay. Based on that, went in and it was amazing. <laughs> Bread, pasta, wine, dessert, all the above for the same sort of price as before. The amount of steps we were doing, because we were walking everywhere, was tiring us out. But we got back after that, got up early, going to see the Colosseum next morning. Now, Colosseum, 15 minutes walk, easy. But there's a few things here. Sometimes winging it does not work. The story here is that we got to Colosseum. And again, you've got your tour guides outside, all trying to get, get your eye and get some words in, if you like. And I forgot to say that at the Vatican City, we got so annoyed that one guy asked us, if we're English, I went nine in German and he spoke to his mate and said, oh, these are German. And this guy came across and spoke German and so I started speaking Spanish to him just to confuse him. Probably shouldn't have done that, but done it for a laugh. Anyway, outside Colosseum, again, you've got all these tour guides. One of them said to us that it sold out online. I'm like, is that just a scam to get us to go with you? Probably is. I just laughed at him. Anyway, went to the ticket office, which is outside the Colosseum. The official guy said, no, you've got to book online. Went online. And they are sold out. So he was telling the truth this time. But annoying because we couldn't actually go into the Colosseum. But no dramas. We walked around it and got some good photos. Again, this was heaving with tourists. This must have been half term because there's a load of kids there. And also the Roman Forum was sold out. So we couldn't get tickets for that either. So we kind of just hung around the Colosseum, got some photos, walked around it. And then with that, we went up to the park just beyond it and kind of reflected on what to do next. So we decided to go to Caracalla Baths which is a Roman baths site that you can go and see for €8. Euros. And we made our way there, which was probably another 20-25 minute walk, and we got in for €8, Euros and it's absolutely sensational for the architecture, the structure. You can't imagine how busy this place would have been, five, 6,000 people at a time every day. So Romans used to go there, just hang out in the baths with friends, with family, have an all-day thing there. So you go in, you can see all the baths that are laid out, you can see some of the structures there, and kind of learn about the history. Definitely worth doing. The Caracalla Baths are right next to the bit where the chariots were racing. It's like a long bit of grass, parky area where you can walk alongside it or walk in it. Up to you. So we walked alongside that back into sort of the area that we're going back towards the hostel. And on the way, we found a bit of a gem really. So we walked along the chariots road. Great to see. Got some photos. And then we kind of come around this corner on the road and there is a place with an absolute money shot and it's called Terraza Sol Foro and if you look on the map you'll see a little photo sign and this place is just perked on top of the road and it's got a 360 view of the Roman Forum, the Colosseum, all the stuff in the Roman Forum, buildings that are still there, all the half buildings that are still there, you can see people milling about in there. But the money shot is incredible and actually made us feel a bit better because we didn't pay to get in. We couldn't pay to get in, but we could still see everything inside of it. If you're not sure on your history, the Roman Forum is the place where the old Roman Empire, that was the centre of it. That was the main place where it's all administered right there. Incredible place to go and see. To the left, there was the Imperial Museum, which is what we were heading towards. And that's kind of perched on top of a hill as well. 
So just a real incredible spot. You've got to go there, get some photos and take a look at all the stuff that you can see for miles on end. So after that, felt a bit happier, walked back towards the hostel and then we went out for dinner at La Cucina Pizzeria, right next to the hostel again. The best thing about the hostel, so many places to go eat and drink around it because it's so central. Woodfire pizza and a standard beer for unreal value too. And then we finished off as a classic for our group with a few drinks at the Irish bar, Flan O'Brien, which again is very local. And then we got to the last day, which was just a breakfast in the morning. And then we made our way to Spanish Steps and checked that out. Well worth doing. Again, very touristy. Nice little bunch of steps going up from a fountain and up to the top. And it's free, of course, but you can't sit on the steps. You get fined for that these days. It's just better to have in mind. So we walked up the steps, got a few photos. Then we walked around to the park called Via Borghese. It's a huge park, but this is a dream park to walk through if you're going to Rome because it's perched fairly high up. And again, more views of Rome left to right. Unbelievable. And then we walked through the park in this like hazy sort of 15, 16 degree day, just chilling out, kind of reflecting on the trip really. And it sort of made our way back towards our hostel. And again, loved that walk in the park. It's just so nice to walk through it and it's not raining. It's just nice temperature. And I've got one last thing squeezed in, which was a coffee episode at Cafe Torino, which is right next door to the hostel, which you can see on my coffee podcast in the next few weeks. And that was it. We pretty much got to the hostel, chilled out for a bit, and then got the train to Chiampino Airport, which is the smaller airport in Rome. You can get a train to the town of Chiampino, and then it's a free shuttle to the airport. And it's very, very quiet, and a very quiet airport. So overall, the Micronations tour was a fantastic experiment about how to do these little nations. I will admit, if you're probably listening to this going, well, why didn't we start in maybe Monaco, Nice, and then get to... San Marino and then just keep in Italy we would have done but actually the price to fly from London to Nice is quite expensive so if you're on a bit of a budget it's not the best way to do it unless you book in advance so flying to Bologna and doing San Marino first was absolutely fine it just means getting from San Marino to Monaco is a bit of an admin day for travel as I said on the last episode it's about six hours of trains they're easy trains they're comfortable but just a long day traveling but it's cool to go and see these little nations and go and not say tick them off but go and check them out they are definitely a day or two at most for each one, but they all got their own merit. Fully enjoyed seeing them. Um, they all got different vibes. Monaco was the weird vibe of rich and poor. Well, not poor, but like poorer <laughs> than the rich, which is not that hard to be. But you got $250 million yachts just sitting there and you've got people just serving people drinks. Like, it's just a bit of a weird concept. San Marino was like a little gem in the hills, snowy hills, very quiet. And it's just like magical kingdom place really with castles and windy like little streets a fantastic place to be slightly bigger as well and a Vatican City is more of like a tourist site really just for go and see the Pope and or the surrounding area all got different merits all got different things that are good and bad but thoroughly enjoyed it and I would highly recommend going to see those guys in a week maybe even chucking Andorra if you can do maybe 10 days it's just that Andorra to Monaco is a bit of a trek so overall brilliant trip a lot of pasta a fair bit of wine for me a lot of walking. I think I counted that we walked around 130,000 steps that week. So sensational. Still put on weight. Spent roughly around, I think, £700 for the week, excluding flights. So that's £100 a day, pretty much, or £80 a day. We've done eight days in the end. So that's roughly what your cost is. And that's staying in hostels and cheaper places in terms of hotels. Would recommend it. Let me know what you think of the trip and if you're going to do one. And as a side note, this trip this week would also be on youtube i've got a load of video content to go through and put together but i'm really looking forward to getting out there in a few weeks time hopefully 
So if you want to do that, follow me on Winging It Travel Podcast on YouTube. You can subscribe and follow on there. And I'll keep you posted when that's coming up live for that video. But as per usual, thanks for tuning in. Monday, we're back to the guests. And I'll see you next week. Because next week is the start of the official trip. Monday, we head to Paris. So we'll be doing more of these little snippets of our trip. And of course, getting in a guest episode too. And I've got one guest episode so far lined up in Paris. I'm really looking forward to interviewing him. He's quite well known. So let's see how that goes. Trendy coffee, microphones on, and have a chat about Paris. Anyways, catch you guys soon. Cheers.